told myself I wasn't going to talk about balls this episode. <laughs> so this was a... Re- <laughs> this I'm was just a- kidding. <laughs> You are such a, you have a height boner, okay? <laughs> Just because you're 6'8", doesn't mean that everybody who's short is weak, okay? <laughs> it's not that short people are weak, it's that short people are worthless. <laughs> That's so mean. So I drove my kids to the beach yesterday, which first of all, I hate driving. I, I don't want to drive anywhere. I want to be dripping around uh, so I can just stare at my phone the whole time. Um, and I'm pulling up to a stoplight and you know how, you know, cars now, people are just unashamed about their love for their animals, right? Like, I love my corgi or whatever. They have stickers on their cars, decals for their love for their animals. So I pull up on this truck and I see an animal sticker and then I get closer and I see what the sticker says. And it says, life is better with donkeys. (laughs) And I have questions. Okay. I have questions about this. So there's a sticker on a truck says life is better with donkeys. It has a outline of a donkey. So my questions, is it, though, is life better with donkeys? <laughs> but that's my first question. Um, my second question would be, how specifically do donkeys make your life better? What do they bring into the table? <laughs> exactly. What are you doing with the donkeys that they're improving your quality of life so much that you're willing to be known as the crazy donkey man who has a decal on his truck just proclaiming his love of donkeys like what's going on here and then i was thinking about it more i'm like maybe this is just like an inside joke maybe this is just like your everyday ass man who doesn't want to be like (laughs) i love asses so he just put life is better with donkeys (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, I have a picture of it. I will send you. <laughs> now, distinguish for our listeners, please. I beg you. The difference between the everyday ass man and the uncommon ass man. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have anything to say to that. <laughs> would, the, so, would the everyday ass man spend a lot of time on the posterior section of Covenant I'm gonna, Spice? I'm going to go with yes on that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, this was a first for me, and I would just like to say never change, Florida. Just keep being weird. <laughs> I'll send you that. I'll send you that picture, and you can uh, share it maybe so that people know I'm not making this up. Oh, just, please, please do. Just for a joke. <laughs> please do. Um, I've, I've never, I haven't not heard that story yet, but I have a couple questions. Is it about being Democrat? Is I that... really don't think it is. Okay. I mean, it was on a Ford F-150, not to stereotype, but <laughs> I do live in Florida. Uh <laughs> 
Can we go to the scripture? Ezekiel 2320. There she lost oh, it after. <laughs> wow, you're going to quote that from memory. Go for it. Let's no, hear it. I, I looked it up. I looked it up. <laughs> Yeah, so I know, right? Doesn't it just spark so many questions? <laughs> I like your <laughs> I like your butt theory that it's just somebody that's really into butts, but they don't want to admit it. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. Also, somebody out there is selling this sticker. Like, there's a market for this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> or maybe they just designed a one-off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really stumped by this one. I'm really happy to have totally caught you off guard with this. <laughs> I'm going to send you the picture real quick so you can have it. So I won't forget. <laughs> I don't, yeah, here we go. Here it comes. I'm ready. Oh, my. <laughs> Life. What's the sticker right next to it? What is that one? I don't know. Is that the NRA sticker? No. I would have noticed that. Okay. I think it was some sort of military sticker. Life is better with donkeys. <laughs> I'm going to have to take his word for it. Well, now I'm looking it up just to see. Right, well, this, will, this will all get cut from the episode, I'm sure. This is... Okay, there's t-shirts. This is like a thing. What? What is so special about donkeys? You can get shirts, hoodies, sweaters. I don't want to know. Maybe we should have looked it up on Urban Dictionary. How could that go wrong? <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> That's our episode for today. Thank you for. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a special episode, right? It is very special. It is number it, 100. It's special enough that, I, that we could not postpone, even though I'm even though I'm hovering at about 80 percent right now. Yeah, you sound OK, though. Well, I mean, it's it's. I've not felt well ever since you you put me through the ringer on Would You Rather. <laughs> the bananas really got you. I'm it's, sorry. It really got Kendra was laughing so hard at that. <laughs> oh. No Would You Rather today. <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling merciful today. I am. I am. I don't think I have anything mean to say to you all day. Well, the episode is. That's young. not true. We're we're gonna. We have a special story. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like the story that I'll, I'll share is is probably gonna pop up in Would You Rather's at some point. It yeah, for sure. Anything you share with me about your past is gonna come up at some point. <laughs> okay, so one hundredth episode today. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Are you overcome with emotion? I felt it. I felt it coming. I felt. <laughs> I felt <laughs> didn't didn't even hit the mute button for that. <laughs> sorry. I'll just edit all this out.
All right, so episode number one hundred today. Wanted to take wanted to take a few minutes and completely run the flow of the episode into the ground by <laughs> <laughs> listing a couple, just listening a couple of gratitude things that we have. Uh, yeah. Today. Um, I just wanted to say I, I, I just wanted to say thank you to uh, a few people for making this podcast special. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to Theology After Dark, uh, to Rich and Jake. They had uh, their show a few years before ours got started, and they were really instrumental in, in helping us put this together. And I, I don't know, like I don't know if we'd have a podcast if it wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pastor Rich still comes on the show from time to time, and, and Jake is... Jake is out there somewhere. We, we think he's going to come <laughs> back on the show in July at some point. But I just, I've, I'm really grateful for both of those guys for kind of showing me the ropes of, of how to put a podcast together. Yeah, I really liked how their first guest was 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 Tulian on that show. <laughs> yes, and then there was a little bit of retconning of uh, that episode disappeared, and when I was a guest on episode two. That became the first episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what a what a lineup there! What a lineup! Yes. You got and then then a then unknown Matthew Pierce. <laughs> You're famous now, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, also, they, like- they had a vision. They had a vision for what you could become. <laughs> I don't know if they had a vision of boner jams. I don't know if they knew that that was coming. No um, one could have anticipated that. No. I'd just like to say thank you to the people who listen to this show uh, with, without getting too sentimental. Um, I, I'm not a guy that makes friends easily. Mm-hmm. Um, very much a loner and, and, and awkward in social situations. So I've never been great making friends. So through the course of this show, you know, I've, I've been in some dark places in, mm-hmm. in the years since we've been doing this show. And I don't know, like, it just felt like the, the show was kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel. That if, mm-hmm. when I was, if I could get to recording an episode, it just, it never really felt like I was alone. Yeah. Because yeah. If, if, if I had 30 people listening to the show, it was like, okay, those are my friends. Right. Um, and the people who would yeah. interact with me and the people yeah. who would come on the show. Uh, just, it just, it always felt like those are my friends. And mm-hmm. I just really appreciative to everyone who listens to the show. For sure. And also really thankful for, for you, Casey. Um, never, never set out to have a partner on the show in part because that's, <laughs> I think that was one of the things that Theology After Dark struggled with was. Uh-huh. If one of the guys couldn't record, then it was like, oh, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really set out to have a partner, but, it, you know, you, you came on the show sporadically in, in the early days and then had another kid and kind of faded into the background for a while. <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> but I remember talking to Kendra, uh, you know, this would have been 2016, 2017, and just telling her like, yeah, Casey just kind of gets it. Like, mm-hmm. It's not that even that she was better than everybody else, but it was just that, I don't know, you just kind of got what the show was. And I don't know, you just sort of make everything better. 
I think that's the best compliment I can give you is that you just make everything better. Thank you. That's so kind. And I'm going to live on that compliment for weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the the final thank you would be to um, Danny as well, because I I know you guys have a bunch of kids and we have a bunch of kids. And it's difficult to make these episodes happen if somebody's not with the kids and kind of taking care of things. Um, yeah. So definitely thank you to Danny. But uh, my final thank you is to Kendra. She's always kind of in the background making things happen mm-hmm. for the show. Uh, and I always say how sweet and supportive she is. <laughs> and this is this is an example of that. She, she was listening to our last episode and she... <laughs> She got to the part where I, I made some kind of reference of like, you know, it wasn't that impressive that I was a virgin because there weren't women lining up to, you know, to seduce me. And she actually paused the episode, took out her earbuds and came over to the table and gave me a lecture on why I need to give myself more credit. Because <laughs> she said, well, you were, you know, you were the captain of the basketball team. I think you really need to give yourself more credit because you were a catch back in college. <laughs> were oh that is so sweet so thank you to kendra and she's got the most thankless job because she's she's told me before like i don't think i'm the best at podcasting Mm -hmm. meaning meaning her but there's been a bunch of times where like if somebody couldn't be on the episode and i'm just kind of standing there empty-handed like what do i do yeah she said you know i'm I'm not great at this but if, if you need me to come on with you and 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 make an episode happen i will Mm-hmm. And then that's that's a tough gig if yeah you know if that's not your thing yeah so I think she, I love your episodes with her because I mean it's just they're fun they're relaxed in a different way and yeah she's very, she's very different than the, the other people who come on the show it's, right I feel like I did not prepare sincere enough thank yous after that <laughs> don't you feel horrible. <laughs> Yeah, but since we were just talking about Danny and Kendra, I do want to say that I appreciate both of them being cool with the content of this show. <laughs> because I think that is special that uh, we can come on here as a mixed gender uh, partnership and have weird conversations. And it's really fun and people enjoy it. But I think some spouses would be like, hey, maybe that's not cool. Yeah. And they're both they're both cool with it. And... Yeah, we. I mean, we've had conversations to make sure, but yeah, I appreciate that because I think that having a man and a woman on a show like this is actually really good. It's you get both sides, and yeah. Um. So my thank you to you. <laughs> Yours was so nice. I just I appreciate you giving me a place to figuratively give the middle finger to every other man in my past who's trying to control what I can and can't say. You can't, you know, make those jokes or use that language or, you know, it's ha- you, the listeners might be shocked to know that this has <laughs> happened in my past where I've gotten approached like, hey, you can't, you, why are you writing like that on your blog or whatever? I don't have a blog anymore, guys. Um, but I just appreciate that you've always been fine for me to do that. And it's really great. And um, yeah, thank you for having me on and continuing to have me on when I was (laughs) with 
that tiny baby George and like just keeping up with me. Like whenever you're ready to come back on, you know, you have a spot. And I just like that this partnership developed really organically. We didn't, nobody sat down and was like getting all serious about, well, let's make this specific type of place for this specific type of person. And I think that's why it works so well is that we're kind of kindred spirits and feeling like weirdos and loners. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, to the listeners, I appreciate like the responses to the episodes. I I mean, yeah, they always make my day. Like any response is so fun because it just means that a connection was made and like, yes, I mean, we come on here to have fun, but even a connection over something fun is great. And I love that. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having fun with us, laughing us, putting up with my coughing, um, <laughs> that's about it. So I think we hit everybody. <laughs> oh, wait. Thank you to Ann Voskamp <laughs> <laughs> for the endless supply of references to being hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I appreciate everything you said. Yeah. And All right. Well, don't cry about it. Well. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there's, a, there's a segue right there. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help you out here. <laughs> hey, speaking of helping us out, thank you to Laura. Yes. Yes. Thank you to Laura. New patron on Patreon. We love you, Laura. Such a faithful listener and responder. A lot of people listen and they don't, res- they like, I mean, no one's going to respond to every episode, which is nice. It's fine. I think a lot of people listen to that don't want to admit they listen or they can't, <laughs> they can't admit they listen. We need to do a whole segment on this, like how to get people to listen to a podcast that you don't feel like you're allowed to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there has to be some way. <laughs> I mean, do we need to like create a like a second feed where the podcast has a different name where you can just listen to the episodes? <laughs> no. Covertly. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Like, um, be yes. The, be the same audio file, just under a different feed with a different name. <laughs> but still, you have to be able to share it. And once you share it, people will know the content. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think the uh, the second the second feed would just be called "Blessings of Now Ending Racism." Yes, that's really good. That's good. So. Can Danny make the graphic for that? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh, so you told me a story. Uh, did we get all of that out of our systems? I feel like that was really meaningful i think that some people are gonna have to just take a deep breath after that. <laughs> it's good to keep people off balance <laughs> yes exactly you never know what to expect mm-hmm. okay so you told me a story and um i said please share this on the show and it had to do with one of your tweets um you did a whole like a homeschool uh my homeschool crew tweet hold on i should have had it pulled up i'm sorry People loved it, though. 
<laughs> kind of surprised me how much people okay. like Okay. Me and my homeschool crew getting choked up at the co-op graduation ceremony. Can't believe Malachi is graduating tonight. So many memories. Feels like just yesterday we were kids and now he's 15 and enrolling in community college. <laughs> so there's a story that goes with that tweet. I'm sure there's actually stories that go with most of your homeschool crew tweets, but this one needs to be told. <laughs> so it was always kind of a uh, badge of honor in the homeschool community if you could graduate one of your kids early. Never <laughs> never quite understood that, but, you know, whatever. Uh, so the people around us would be graduating their kids early. And it's like a weird sort of, I don't know what the public school equivalent of that would be, like taking AP classes or probably something yeah. like that. I, I don't know. But anyway, when I was... I'm going to say maybe 16, like just turned 16. Um, my mom came to me and was like, you know, we're, we're thinking about uh, finishing you up early so you can get a head start in college. And so this would have, <laughs> I think the, the, I don't remember exactly how it would have worked out, but it was either like a year or maybe like a year and a half early. I, I don't know. So I would have been like 16 or 17 done with mm -hmm. high school. <clears throat> Uh, and if <laughs> you got to imagine <laughs> the way I was back then, if I if can't, I, I wish I could have been around, if, but I, if, <laughs> so this was, this was kind of like right in the middle of homeschool sex machine. Like, okay. So but were you even, working at the grocery store yet? Um, I might've just started. Okay. So, you know, even as weird as I was back then, I still had this like kind of, like vague sense of, uh, warning, warning, Dr. Smith, like, this is, <laughs> this is not a great idea for me. Cause I was, I was still playing, you know, catch up socially mm -hmm. and emotionally. And it's not, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these people that just blame everything on it. It was because I was homeschooled. It wasn't because I was homeschooled. It was, I was just a very shy kid. Right. You know, depositing me in the public high school would not have fixed anything. Yeah. I still would have just been a really mm -hmm. shy and withdrawn kid. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I was like, this is, sounds like a horrible idea. Like I, I don't want to finish high school early. So I, I went back to my mom and I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, like, I don't want to finish high school early. I just want to, you know, f finish on time like everybody mm -hmm. else, which, you know, you can't tell your homeschool mother, I want to be like everybody else. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's the worst possible thing. So right. uh, she doubled down and now we're going to finish it. And then I just started crying a whole bunch. Cried for a couple <laughs> days. Because that's what I did when I was 16. I just cried about everything. <laughs> that was that was how the sexual frustration exited me. It was just tears. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I'm just going to let... I'm just going to let that one go. I mean, I, that was kind of a okay. setup, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're crying. And then I'm just kind of grasping at straws of, you know, what do I do? Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know. You, when, did, you, did you feel scared, like scared of the prospect or you just knew that well, was it was. scared of everything at that point. Okay. Um, but also like. Uh, you know, like I, I hadn't really wrapped my head around being a teenager. I wasn't mm -hmm. ready to jump straight into college mm -hmm. either. Um, 
And also probably part of it too, is I knew that it would make it even harder to meet a girl. Uh huh. Because I mean, I couldn't meet a girl anyway, being the same age as everyone else. But if I'm all of a sudden in college now, uh huh. And I'm you're 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 socially awkward, and you're two years younger than everybody. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was. I didn't, I didn't want to do it. Right. So, but I didn't have any any recourse. So, <laughs> in a final act of desperation, I went back to my mom and said, "If you skip me, if you finish me." That's going to rob me of my Bible quiz career. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can only compete in Bible quiz if I'm in high school. It's beautiful. And if I finish high school, (laughs) I'm going to forfeit the rest of my eligibility and I won't be able to compete. And she got real quiet and she went back and talked to my dad and came back to me later or later that week and just said we talked about it and <laughs> we're not going to we're not going to take away your bible quiz <laughs> you did it you won <laughs> this was the first taste right of of yeah. like outsmarting your parents <laughs> <laughs> And the uh, the reason that, that was actually kind of important was that this was before like the uh, the Christian school had asked me to come play basketball with them. So right. if they had skipped me ahead and I, I was finishing high school, I, I would not have been able to play with the Christian school. I wouldn't have gotten a scholarship and gone on to college and met Kendra. And right now I'd probably be talking to you as one of those guys with like 15 hashtags in their Twitter <laughs> bio. Okay, well, let's just be clear. We probably wouldn't be talking. <laughs> This is true. This is oh, true. well, I'm happy it all worked out for you. I'm happy that uh, you figured out how to get what you needed. So the the funny thing was that when I was asking her to not finish, not skip me ahead, she had this weird, weird, weird thing she told me because I, I was, you know, you got to imagine I was just bawling my eyes out like a, <laughs> like a total wuss. Uh, it's not a was to cry, Matthew. <laughs> well, the way I was crying was pretty pitiful. Okay, okay. And I just remember like blubbering to her that you, 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 you're stealing my youth away from me. <laughs> and I remember very clearly that she, she looked at me and she said, Matthew, we're not stealing your youth away from you. We're giving your youth to you. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> and I think that was that was like my first clue of like you know even at age sixteen when when your when your mom has kind of like a mythical power mm-hmm. over you. Mm-hmm. It that was my first clue of like I don't think that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she means that like you could be graduated from college when you're twenty and uh, <laughs> then you're only twenty and you have so much time still. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, so much time to enter the workforce and watch your dreams slowly die. <laughs> Even more years of the crushing weight of trying to make it through life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, it's such a good story. I love it. I love that Bible quiz saved the day. 
Just. <laughs> that was like the only thing that could trump the uh, the social capital of graduating your kid early was having a star Bible quizzer. Yes. And you were the star. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I won a $1,000 scholarship to North Central Bible College in Minnesota. I think that was the name of it. For being a Bible quizzer? Yeah, for like finishing like at number one or number two in one of the tournaments. Wow. I've, I've still got the certificate somewhere, but it was it was kind <laughs> of like getting a like 10 cent off coupon for Publix. It was like, yeah. okay, $1,000. I still cost like $16,000 to go there. What, what, right. It doesn't really do a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you see, I, I know right now you're just laughing at the idea of a really skinny 16-year-old Matthew, like red-faced and puffy-eyed with I am. tears. I am. It's... it's- Falling on tears coming dangerously close to my painted on sideburns. <laughs> like the equivalent of a girl's mascara running. <laughs> exactly. Mom, you're going to make my sideburns run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll stop. We, we can stop torturing you. It's, it's good to cry. It's hard to be an adolescent. <laughs> Look, I've I've had sex 823 times. Nothing, <laughs> nothing you can say is going to wound me. Just don't even want to know if that's like your actual counter if you made that up. <laughs> if you're if you're a real counter. I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. You can just wonder that. <laughs> you can just wonder about that for the rest of the episode. I'm not going to wonder it for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Justin, hey, good luck doing a segue from that. Yeah, there is none. Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> tweeted this week and got a lot of attention. I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared and you will never live it down. Who is willing to put on the fight at Dana White question mark. Okay. So Justin Bieber challenged Tom Cruise to a fight. Is the octagon like a what? That's like the UFC. UFC. Okay. So like no rules fight. Well, I mean, there's, there's rules. I mean, you can't like, you can't gouge somebody's eyes. Okay. Right. But can't punch somebody in the balls. You know, there's, 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 there's rules. Okay. I told myself I wasn't going to talk about balls this episode. <laughs> so this was a. Re- <laughs> this I'm was just a- kidding. <laughs> this was a real. This was a real dilemma that we had, in in the in the fun, sexy Bible time DMs, in, in the interim between the episodes. Was it? <laughs> what was the dilemma? Well, I think. I messaged you and said something to the effect of too many, too many wiener jokes feels like the, <laughs> feels like the balance is off. We need to, we need to do a few boob jokes. <laughs> at some point. I, I, I really, I really went out on the, on the crass talk last episode. I'm trying to keep it clean. <laughs> 
Is that what your fans want, though, Casey? I know. Somebody, after that episode, someone told me I'm their hero. <laughs> and she didn't specify why, but I really think it's probably because of all that. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. <laughs> okay, anyways, let's move on. So you gotta let me, you gotta let me, you gotta let me finish that. You're trying to, okay, go ahead. The 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 two part dilemma was that that we had more wiener jokes than boob jokes, and the second part was that you were worried that you went too far and that you were gonna have to rein in all of the the wiener talk because it was gonna make the, the Theo Bros too horny. Oh yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so I will say I didn't put any females in my hypothetical fights because I don't I don't want to make those Theo bros stumble. So all my <laughs> all my hypothetical fights are males. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I the- okay, so, so- we, you said let's uh let's let's put together. Do you want to talk about Bieber first before we do this? Well, first of all, who you got? Bieber versus Cruz. Oh, Tom Cruise, hands down. Oh, come on. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Tom Cruise is 56. Doesn't matter. Justin Bieber's 25. Doesn't matter. Uh, Bieber is 5'9". Tom Cruise is, we're going to say, five foot four and a half. How does Justin Bieber spend his days? What does he put in his body? Food, drink, whatever else. How how committed is he to his physical fitness? He puts in his body. <laughs> okay, see exactly. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit that out. Yeah, you definitely are. I knew it as soon as I said it, but I had to make the joke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that I think that Tom Cruise would kill him. Do you know how short Tom Cruise is? Tom Cruise doesn't is a- matter. Height. You are such a. You have a height boner. Okay. <laughs> Just because you're six eight doesn't mean that everybody who's short is weak. Okay. <laughs> it's not that short people are weak. It's that short people are worthless. <laughs> That's so mean. Anyways, how tall is Justin Bieber? Five nine. Tom Cruise is shorter than that. Tom Cruise is like five foot four and a half. He's not. I'm pulling it up right now. He wears giant lifts. I'm pulling it up. Five nine is shorter than Danny. <clears throat> Danny's, I don't even know, five, ten or eleven. Okay. Oops, I pulled up the wrong one. Tom Cruise. <laughs> he is. Oh, where is it? Okay, he's listed at five. Five seven. There's no way because he wears like two inch lifts. Okay, so you think that because he's short, he would lose? Is that it? Is that all you got? Okay, Tom Cruise. <laughs> he's short. He's old, and he's crazy. He's, he's crazy, which is why he'll win. You have to be crazy to fight UFC anyways, right? So he's going to win. <laughs> Justin Bieber has the power of the cross behind him. Oh, brother. That's true. Okay, I'll give you that. 
like you, you think Tom Cruise, you think you think Zenu or Xanadu or whatever is going to give him any special power for this fight? No. I just think that Tom Cruise is crazy enough and physically fit enough to kick Justin Bieber's ass. Now we're just going to pray that this happens, right? All right, think about this. <laughs> Tom Cruise, 56. How old does Tom Cruise look? I don't know. 45? Okay. So we're talking how much surgery has he had in his face area? Oh, I don't know. I've never thought about that. His face doesn't look worked on to me, but oh, yes. he it might be. So if, if, if you're looking a solid 10 to 15 years younger than you are in Hollywood, we're going to assume... Maybe no. some face work, maybe some hair, <laughs> hair plugs. I feel like it's just the fact that you can you can afford to take the best care of everything on your body, right? They're, he's not using six dollar man lotion from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. I'm I mean, sorry. <laughs> sometimes it's best to just not comment at all and just. <laughs> okay, let's stop fighting about this and and pitch our <laughs> hypothetical fight combos. But you have to go first because I don't know if I did this right. <laughs> all right. So the the idea was that we would. It, it's such a random fight matchup the idea was that we would um pitch each other other like random fights in christian culture oh i didn't do random i did like like like, they go together (laughs) no i mean mine are kind of like that too so okay it's okay you go first this is the all time i'm just gonna start with the best this is the all-time one okay and and maybe 20 percent of our listeners will get this but i think you will get it and that's that's the important thing (laughs) yes (laughs) all-time fight Vince Gill versus Gary Chapman. Wow. Wow. Yes. Who you got? Oh, man. I'm going to go with Gary. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's going to win. That is a first round knockout. (laughs) Well, he's a man after God's own heart. (laughs) He is going to put Vince Gill in a sweet glow of mercy. None of my matchups are this good. <laughs> I mean, none of mine are either. This is this is the all timer of Gary Chapman has got twenty five years of regardless if 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 the breakup with Amy Grant was mostly his fault or not. Regardless, it doesn't matter. He lost her. He's, he's better. He's coming in with twenty five years worth of anger. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sorry, Vince. You lost that. <laughs> the only caveat I would give maybe is that. <laughs> Maybe Gary Chapman doesn't have any legs. <laughs> what? There's a <laughs> Is there a rumor that he doesn't have legs? <laughs> no. I still Come might on. take him. Even if he didn't have legs, I still might take him in that fight. No, I meant that like figuratively he doesn't have legs because his <laughs> his 28-year-old wife has uh, has worn him out. Okay. All right, let's move on. (laughs) Okay, my first combo is a fallen and resurrected pastor 
combo. Oh. They're both they're both fallen and resurrected, which would be Mark Driscoll versus Talian Chavijan. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I saw this one coming, and I, I still don't know who to pick. As soon as you said fallen passer, I knew I knew that you were going here. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Mark has the size. I, and I just mean, like, he's just a large person. Is but he? Tullian's really fit. Is Driscoll big? I feel like Driscoll's like a tiny man. Really? I don't up. know. I, oh, my goodness. <laughs> we should have had these stats ready. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see his height listed anywhere. <laughs> well, he just looks big. Bulky. <laughs> I think he looks squatty. Okay. I, I don't, so you think you think Tullian could take him? I don't know if that's the thing. Tullian's got gym strength. I don't think <laughs> Tullian's ever been in a fight. I think he's one of these guys that just looks good in the gym. But I, I don't know, know how. I don't know how strong he actually is. Mm, interesting. It's, it's the whole offensive lineman thing of. Mm-hmm. Your, your strongest people need to be offensive linemen on the football team. But offensive linemen don't look like bodybuilders. They look like just <laughs> big, hulking dudes. Like, they don't have muscle definition. They're just big. You know, so I think, you know, sometimes it's not the guys that are super cut that have the real world strength. Sometimes it's just the big dudes. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I worry about Tolling the first time he gets punched in the face. Like, is he just going to collapse? I think he's just going to be really worried about his face. But Driscoll, like, he's just such a bully. Like, I mean, that guy's uh-huh. just, he's such a, you know. I would just love to see this fight because either one gets punched in the face and I'm happy. I think the fight's over as soon as one of them gets punched <laughs> in the face. I think Driscoll is a fake tough guy. And I think mm-hmm. Tolling's a pretty boy. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, it's a good matchup. Who do you pick in that fight? I'm just gonna go for whoever's winning at the time. <laughs> oh wow this this is a violent episode. Okay, I don't know. Actually, this episode's all over the place. <laughs> I mean, can we even move on before we actually pick somebody? Okay, I'm gonna pick Driscoll. Um. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just flipping a coin. I'll pick Tullian. But I have nothing behind that. I'm just. <laughs> oh, it's good. I Who do you have next? Okay. I'll, I feel like Tullian's probably going to have a lot of hair and body products on during the fight. Mm-hmm. And I feel yes. like maybe that will give him an advantage because maybe it'll get in Driscoll's eyes. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Oh, okay. Here's your next matchup. My next matchup. This one's really okay. I said like twenty percent of the audience would would get the last one. I'm gonna say like maybe five percent of the audience will get this one, but I'm, I'm throwing it out there anyway because it makes me laugh. Randy Stonehill versus Larry Norman. Oh, I don't know who the first person is. Pioneers of Christian rock. Uh, in the 70s and 80s, Larry Norman. Uh, <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> Larry Norman, a fan of the ladies, shall we say? Yeah. One of the uh-huh. ladies he was a fan of, uh, Randy Stonehill's wife. Oh, so Randy's definitely winning this fight. Oh yeah, definitely. He's got he's got that uh that revenge. Yeah. To get. Remember that 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 span like in the early nineties where everybody was like, you know, falling all over themselves to like pay tribute to Larry Norman. Mm-hmm. With I think there was a compilation CD and then BC Talk did the I wish we'd all been ready. Mm-hmm. I feel like if if Twitter and the internet had been firing back then, yes, that that would have been nipped in the bud. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, this guy. This guy was banging a lot of different women. We need to mm-hmm. pump the brakes on this. Yeah. See, Twitter's good for something. Yeah, Twitter's <laughs> good for a lot of things. <laughs> I'm taking Stonehill on that one. Yep, me too. Especially because Larry Norman's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just I'm gonna skip my second one and just do my last one. Right. Mine is a three-way fight. Ooh. And this is, you know, very niche for this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go Sean and Brian Chrisagas. Oh, how dare you? Versus Anthony Chrisagas. Oh, Anthony will beat the crap out of both of them. I think so too. Even though it's two on one. Yeah, big brother. He and he's not weird like they are. He would beat the crap out of both of them. How much? How much crap has he had to put up with from them for the year? So much. <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I would like. There's some resentment. Probably from Brian and Sean that Anthony left and didn't stick around to, you know, be part of the showbiz. Right. What What would have to happen if for for Anthony to be a part of the Chris August Brothers Legends concert? I don't. I don't would they let him in at this point? I don't know. They seemed pretty mad last time he was there and then left. Yeah. They did this like very passive aggressive Facebook post about. We just wish that people didn't have to move away for careers and like, wow. Okay. This, is that about as angry as, as the Krasagi get? <laughs> I would like to see this fight mostly for the costumes. Oh. Um, Sean and Brian in their costumes and the possibility that their wigs could get pulled off. Is Anthony, that would be. Is Anthony pulling the wigs off? Absolutely. What are the costumes looking like? So much. So many sequins. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they love their chest hair so much. So they're definitely going to be shirtless. Um, Yeah, it's going to be. I I, I don't think they're going to be shirtless. I think it's going to be like a singlet, like Andre the Giant, (laughs) with, with one strap. That that somehow avoids both nipples, so both nipples are exposed, and <laughs> yes, all the chest I know what you're talking out. about. <laughs> and there's something, and there's something like odd written on both of their the butts. Of, yeah, the, their butts. <laughs> and I think Anthony Chrysogus rolls in in a polo 
in some jeans. <laughs> no, I think he has on like a, <laughs> uh, what are they called? Cargo shorts. <laughs> he, he's coming in full dad he's, wear. He's, he's casual. He's, he's just ready for it. He might even he might even have like the sunglasses on top of his head that he doesn't even bother taking off. <laughs> so, and he's definitely got his cell phone in like a little holster on his belt. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even bother taking it off. Just rolls in. All right, really mad that you use the Kasagas brothers because they're in my last one too. But this is a, oh. this is a, this is a uh, a tag team. Okay. You're really going to have to think about this one. And, all right. I'm ready. And again, I'm sorry. You know, if you're new to the show, we're throwing out all these people that only we laugh about. <laughs> just, <laughs> just bear with us. We'll, we'll throw in some boner jokes before the whole thing's said and done. <laughs> all right. The Chrysagas brothers, Brian and Sean, versus Joshua Mills and David J. Stewart. Oh. Well, I mean, that's easy. David, any team with David J. Stewart's going to win because he has got that pent up everything. <laughs> he's, he's, pent, he's pent up. <laughs> he is pent up, but he's got the back issues. Oh, <laughs> I, it's true. I still think he could win. I, I think you might be right. I mean... He spends his days taking it easy in Guam. Wow. That's a that's a deep cut there. <laughs> Is Joshua Mills coming to the ring covered in glitter? Joshua Mills, I mean, he's going to be worthless in the ring for Absolutely. sure. <laughs> I think he might be covered in glitter and oil. And, and fake blood. <laughs> He's going to be throwing, like, plastic gems. He's going to pull all these gems out of his pockets. Be like, look what God put in my pocket. (laughs) And throw them as a form of defense. (laughs) Hey, Joshua Mills, stop stealing my line. (laughs) I need to, uh, I really need to stay on top of his Twitter so I can go see him in person when he comes to the Orlando area. (laughs) <laughs> if you could just somehow collect some of the glitter just so we could just so we could test it not that he would believe us or, in the, or, or just so we would i mean just so we would have proof like let's just I know. let's just collect the glitter test it <laughs> and then tweet about it nobody would care <laughs> no i mean I, we would care we would be super proud of ourselves yes or the, uh, the the Bible that he said had the uh, the blood appear on it in the f- form of a cross. Like he <laughs> he Instagrammed that picture of uh, the Bible with he had he had put like fake ketchup or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and said it was like blood that magically appeared. Amazing. Like, could you just go rip that page out of the Bible <laughs> and then go have that tested? I would I would be so tempted to do that to just rip, <laughs> rip it. Because what's he going to do? Like, he's... <laughs> what's Joshua Mills going to do? I know. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> I would like to see all of these fights. I don't even like watching fighting, but I could I could go for these. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think Gary Chapman is definitely bringing his 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 young wife to the fight and putting her in the corner. Uh-huh. And she's making like evil eyes at Amy Grant like the whole time. <laughs> she wasn't even born when Amy Grant released her first album. Oh gosh. Gary Chapman. <laughs> if Gross. You, if <laughs> If you're not familiar with this, Gary Chapman, I think when he was like 52, maybe, married like a 21-year-old Hooters model. Mm. Hooters model? <laughs> yeah, she was... Cause Is I, that like a step up from being a Hooters waitress? I th- well, I mean, I think she was a waitress, but I watched like a, an interview with... Mm-hmm, I bet them. you did. <laughs> <laughs> Research, research. <laughs> it, it was pretty entertaining. It was he was like, well, you know, because they were they were being they were interviewing for him for some kind of gospel thing, and it was super weird because he was like, yeah, my production company was in some island, and we were doing the the photo shoot for the the Hooters calendar, and that's where mm-hmm. I met her. Wow. <laughs> and then they started talking about like his album of hymns, and it was like, oh, okay. Wow, it, it, that that's something. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, no more. All right. <laughs> Good luck transitioning from that. I have nothing. I have nothing for this whole episode with transitions. We just have to move on. <laughs> okay, so on your episode with Danny, you guys talked about uh, ska. I don't know why. I can't even remember. Um, so you referenced the five Iron Frenzy pants songs, and you got some response about those songs. So you want, you want to talk about that? <laughs> so Fire and Frenzy, 20 years ago, did a, um, a, a, it's one track, but it's seven different songs, each song in a different genre, and each song is about pants. Mm-hmm. It's eight songs. Eight songs. And they, this was a huge thing, like in youth group culture in the 90s. Because this, there weren't a lot of things to laugh at. (laughs) So anytime like somebody. Especially if you were crying about something. Crying about about everything, in my case. Uh, So when somebody actually did try to be funny, it, it was like a huge deal. So. Everybody in youth group had their their favorite pants song of of, of which one was the best. Uh, so, to make a long story short, my favorite one is is the meatloaf. <laughs> which one's that? What you have to you have to tell me which one because in in the order is that the piano one. Yeah, it was the second okay. one in the order. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I just really appreciate the dedication to trying to make it sound like a meatloaf song. They, they, really, they really went for it. Yes. Um, do, you have, do you have a favorite? Okay, so I have to say that somehow in my youth group experience, this was not a part. Um, I don't know why. Well, you don't count. You were dating. Like, you actually... Stop it. Stop Stop doing this to me and Danny. Just like <laughs> invalidating our whole experience growing up. Yeah. 
you actually had happiness. Like you didn't have to search for it through CCM like the rest of us did. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. I I really like the the first one, the Latin slash salsa one. It just I think was the funniest. Uh, my kid's favorite would definitely be the country one because it says fart. Yes. Um, <laughs> the jazz one made me uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Was it because of a little bit of ooh? It was like it was just that beat, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have a favorite. And my question about the salsa one was, why was that girl not singing lead in more of the songs? Because her voice is <laughs> right? really incredible. Her, her I agree. range is nice in that song. I agree. <laughs> the one that you like, the, the meatloaf one, the very last second of it is the best. Uh, because there's like this little cry. <laughs> that was my favorite part of that version or that track. <laughs> I mean, they're all good. Probably my my least favorite, and I don't, I'm not even saying that I I don't like it. It's just you know my least favorite. Probably the reggae version. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I did like when they said <laughs> "Unite under the revolution of the pants." <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. That sounds like that sounds like something I would have scribbled in one of my letters to my future wife in 1997. Oh, can't, can't yeah, wait till we uh, get married and we can unite under the revolution of the pants. <laughs> the the uh, the metal one, the hard rock one. I felt like I was in a hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, those are my those are my ha- my hot takes on the pants song. Also, who is Bobby? <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> All right. Well, it's- you mentioned the metal one. Let, let's 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 use that and link it to uh, listener Becca. Yes. We actually got so much feedback. Uh, we asked a couple people to record hot takes for us. Um, it would have been more fun to have them on the show, but you know, it's it's hard enough to. I know we can barely <laughs> schedule ourselves. <laughs> So, yeah, we would love to have uh, both of these guys on the show, but it's just a lot easier logistically to have them record the hot takes. So this is listener Becca uh, defending the metal version (laughs) as the best of the pants songs. Okay, so here's the thing. Hands down the best pants song by Five Iron Frenzy is the screamo hardcore version of the song when he's like, These are not my pants! Which, I grew up in a house uh, with two older brothers who were really into hardcore music and Christian hardcore music. So that was just, that was, that's just something that we quoted on a regular basis that was a part of our lives. Um, and I think that, honestly, it's the one that stands the test of time. You know, I think it's still a banger. Uh, and it's going to continue to live in the fame that it has. It's, it's the best version. Um, these are just the Carfax. All right, first of all, Becca, it <laughs> did not escape us. Your 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 explicit use of the word banger. <laughs> How dare you, Becca? This is a family <laughs> podcast. This is very unhomeschool-like behavior, Becca, and we will 
We will report it directly to Michael Ferris. <laughs> There's a deep cut for 10 specific listeners right there. <laughs> I just right, like so- the idea of a bunch of teenage siblings, like just screamo. No, I guess it's not screamo, but <laughs> just that growling. These are not my pants at each other around the house. <laughs> All right, so some of the other feedback we got was from, uh, I don't like calling people fans. So what should we call them? I was going to say super fan, but I don't like fans. Super, what do you think? Faithful listeners. I don't, yeah, okay. I don't know. Listeners. <laughs> Faithful listener. Should we say she's the. Um, Listen, I'm someone's hero, so I can't really help you there. Someone's hero. You're also the funniest homeschool mom in podcasting. <laughs> so anyway, Laura. Laura uh is going to stan. How about that? She's no, going to stan. No, no. Hey, I fam, reject. I reject. Fam, she's going to stan. No, not it. No, stop. <laughs> we will not use this word. <laughs> Laura likes the salsa version. Yes. And she Recorded a very nice hot take for us, so we will let her speak for herself, Laura. Five Iron Frenzy created the most underrated rock opera ever. It released in 1998, which means we had a brotherhood of traveling pants seven years before the sisterhood. The best song, of course, is the salsa rendition. Mostly because it makes my baby giggle more than the others, but also because it's totally the forerunner for Will Ferrell's tight pants songs with Jimmy Fallon, which also makes me smile with delight. Not only did this song engage the culture, it created culture. I am even willing to overlook a major pet peeve of mine when bands shout out their own names in their songs because it's just that good. I thank you for this little listen. Yeah, Laura, thank you so much for that hot take and for just your unapologetic love for this rock opera. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm with you on the favorite the favorite one i think i love that your baby loves it because obviously as a mom if something makes a baby laugh it's the best thing ever so (laughs) took her time with that hot take put in the work she really did she did i appreciate that (laughs) she connected the dots and brought it home i feel like she could turn that into like a 500 word essay or 2000 word essay if she really wanted to so she could <laughs> she could make the case for this this version of the pants song um so i i'm i'm curious to see what the other what the other listeners have to say about this now that we've actually opened up the pants song as it, oh that didn't sound right now that we have unzipped <laughs> the pants song as a as a featured topic yeah and you know maybe there's some listeners like me who have no idea what this is about so you can listen for the first time and just give us your initial reactions to this thing (laughs) it it would completely ruin the salsa version for you to know that like a 16 year old when i was 16 i was really attracted to the way she sang that song no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't ruin it for me because Matthew 
How many weird things were you attracted to when you were 16? Probably a lot of all, things. All of, all of the things. <laughs> so, uh, it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to that song and I would be like, this is what it sounds like to play naked football. <laughs> the original boner jam. The original boner jam. <laughs> Apologies to Cindy Morgan. Yes. <laughs> right? They're, he's not using $6 man lotion from Walmart. Is there a rumor that he doesn't have legs?